Welcome to The Workplace, where we're on a journey to find out what makes workplace cultures tick and what we can all do to make them a little bit better. I'm Andrew Scarcella, and this episode, we're doing things a little differently. We're between seasons, so today there's no expert, no interview, just you, me, and workplace culture. Which is good, because there's something I've been meaning to talk to you about. We've spent the better part of a year discussing workplace culture from all kinds of angles. Leadership with a Navy fighter pilot. Purpose with an HR guru. Mentorship with, well, with Tim Gunn. But we've never taken a step back and asked the obvious question. What is workplace culture? Workplace culture is squishy, like a perfectly toasted marshmallow. A lot of people say they know how to make one, but when it comes down to it, they get distracted or impatient and, oh, oh, burn it. Mm, I like them like this. The trick is to break workplace culture down, see what it's made of, and then focus on the parts you can influence and gently, carefully guide it until it's golden brown on the outside and gooey on the inside. So let's dig in and see if we can't figure out what workplace culture is anyways. We start way back in the 1950s with a man named Dr. Elliot Jacks, spelled French, pronounced American. Dr. Jacks wrote what is likely the first book on the subject, The Changing Culture of a Factory. In it, he defines the culture of a factory as its customary and traditional way of thinking and doing things. It's pretty vague. Thankfully, he goes on. Culture, in this sense, covers a wide range of behavior, the methods of production, job skills and technical knowledge, attitudes towards discipline and punishment, the customs and habits of managerial behavior, the values placed on I'll spare you the full text, but it's clearly the foundations for what we call workplace culture today. Skipping ahead to the early 2000s, the idea of company culture was going mainstream, thanks in no small part to Lou Gerstner, the famous CEO of IBM, whose book, Who Says Elephants Can't Dance?, made a compelling case that it was changing workplace culture that turned the company around from the brink of disaster. Culture isn't just one aspect of the game, says Gerstner. It is the game. In the end, an organization is nothing more than the collective capacity of its people to create value. Nearly 20 years later, workplace culture is more important than ever with more and more companies turning their focus to culture as a tool for attracting talent, driving innovation, and creating an environment where people feel like they can thrive. There are lots of competing models out there for identifying different types of workplace cultures, but precious little about what workplace culture actually is. If only there was some sort of global culture report that brought together the latest thinking, trends, research, and analysis every year into a single comprehensive look into what workplace culture is 
and what we can do to improve it. 2018 Global Culture Report, Oceania Institute. Huh. Culture is the heart and soul of the organization. Generational conflict at work is at all time high. Mm-hmm. Ah, here we go. A modern framework for workplace culture. There are six essential elements that make up workplace culture. Purpose. Opportunity. Appreciation. Success. Well-being. Leadership. Purpose. Because people long to connect with something bigger than themselves. To know that their work matters and has an impact. Purpose has become widely recognized as an important part of workplace culture. But still, only half of employees surveyed in the Global Culture Report said they felt a sense of purpose at their organization. Opportunity. Because people want to grow, develop, and contribute in a meaningful way. To be challenged and prove that they're up to the task. Opportunity no longer means promotions and pay increases. It means special projects, continuous learning, trust, and autonomy. Appreciation. Because feeling valued is like oxygen. It's absolutely necessary. Whether it's deliberate, spontaneous, in person, or in a group, recognizing someone's worth at work has a profound impact. On achievement and tenure, sure, but also on happiness and mental well-being. Success. Because who doesn't want to be part of a winning team? But I don't think that success is only about winning. Far from it. It's more about establishing meaningful goals, being encouraging and supportive through the inevitable struggles, and celebrating accomplishments as they happen. Well-being. Because healthier, happier people do better work. Because of course they do. But don't make the mistake of thinking well-being is just fitness and nutrition. Stress, loneliness, connection, work-life balance, even the physical space people work in can have an effect on their overall well-being. And leadership. Because leaders have so much influence over all the other elements of workplace culture. Without the trust, transparency, and sense of shared responsibility necessary to create a genuine connection with their teams, leaders often do more harm than good. In many ways, the relationship between teams and leaders is the canary in the coal mine for workplace culture. If it's not healthy, people are going to start looking for the door. We could easily devote an entire episode to each one of the essential elements of workplace culture. And maybe we will someday. But for now, the most important thing to remember is that workplace culture isn't an unidentifiable object. It's a layer cake, made up of familiar ingredients that together have an incredible impact on people's lives. At work, at home, working from home, wherever life happens. Who isn't happier when you love what you do? Before we go, there's one thing I'd like to plug. The 2020 Global Culture Report which is hot off the presses. This episode leaned heavily on the research and insights from last year's Global Culture Report, which, by the way, you can still find at octainer.com under resources. 
And I'm so excited to dive into this year's report and see what changed in the world of workplace culture. It's truly essential reading for every exec and HR leader, and really anyone who's interested in workplace culture and what we can do to make it better for all of us. That's it for the first mini-ep of The Workplace. We're taking a little fall break, but we'll be back in January with more experts, more authors, more HR leaders, and more mini-episodes about what we can do to make workplace culture better. I won't spoil anything, but we have some pretty amazing guests lined up. In the meantime, take a moment and look at your own workplace culture and start noticing how the six essential elements we talked about today affect you, your coworkers, and your company. This episode of The Workplace was written and produced by yours truly, with editing and original music by Daniel Foster Smith, who also composed our theme song. If you have a burning question about workplace culture or a story about why your workplace culture is the best or worst, send it to theworkplace at octanner.com. Workplace is sponsored by OC Tanner, the global leader in engaging workplace cultures. OC Tanner's Culture Cloud provides a single modular suite of apps for influencing and improving employee experiences through recognition, career anniversaries, well-being, leadership, and more. If you want your organization to become a place where people can't wait to come to work in the morning, go to octanner.com.